You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at Joshua chapter 1. Now, this morning we spoke about acting on the Word of God, how we know that God has given great and amazing and wonderful promises in His Word, that He is a God that does miracles. Miracles, by its definition, are things that go beyond what is naturally explainable. Every one of us face situations in our lives every day. From the moment you wake, your, wake up and you open your eyes, you know that you are making decisions all the time. Your first decision was, do I put the alarm off and snooze another five minutes or do I get up now? But you, the moment you, you, you get up, you're starting to make decisions. And there are things that are obvious. Like, you know, if you have the problem with bad breath, the solution is brush your teeth. Like we all do here. Amen. Shout a bigger amen. And then if you're hungry, you eat something. It's easy to solve. If you need to go out, you get dressed. You don't go out in your pajamas, you change into clothes. I hope so. So as we go through life, there are things that happen. There's decisions. If you get into your car, you notice the petrol tank is low. Well, then I need to get to the nearest petrol station before I go any further. So we're in this constant process of making natural decisions that are easy. You can get to a point where you just live life by remote. How many of you have noticed sometimes, when particularly I, it happened once to me, that when we moved house, I was busy talking to, us, to someone or doing something, and I realized I'm going to the old house. We don't live there anymore. We live over there. What is that? That's just memory. That's muscle memory. That's just you getting into a ritual. And if you're not thinking, that's what you can land up doing. And so often in life, that can happen that we're so used to making natural decisions all the time that when suddenly the enemy shows up and we're not ready for it, we can land up saying, oh, I know how to solve that. And then wonder why that didn't work. And so what happens is the stresses and pressures arrive and things get heavier and heavier and heavier. And the, Jesus did say that there is a problem coming. He says, in this world, you will have tribulation. And as I've said before, that wasn't a bad confession on his part. Why? Because he did say very clearly that when the word is sown, Satan comes immediately to steal that word. He's going to do everything he can to get the word out of your heart. And he'll try every method possible, starting from right, just don't agree with it. I just don't see it that way. That's that hardened heart. That could happen through stresses and pressures. We have been disappointed by religion. But really it was people, it wasn't God. I mean, you know, the church hurt me. No, no, no. Something happened with somebody. It wasn't God. I said it wasn't God. God loves you. He has the best for you. And you know, people can be stupid. Not you, not you, not you. No, I'm talking about other people. Isn't that right? People can do silly things, say stupid things, say silly things. Things happen. Jesus said it's going to happen. You're going to run into a problem somewhere. But what did he say? Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Why? 
I've already overcome that problem. There's nothing you can hit that God cannot deliver you from. You really think you're going to have an issue and then go to God and say, I've got this problem. He says, yeah, I know I saw it, but I didn't. we're still trying to figure out. I, I, I hoped you'd take another week before you pray because we're trying to solve it. No, no, he's already got you. He's, in fact, it's already solved. It's already paid for. It's already done. It is finished. Before the foundation of the world, God saw what you were going to go through and he already sent the solution. Jesus paid the full price for you to be delivered. And so no matter what you're going through, you are going to face trouble. You're going to face persecution. There is something coming that yes, you can work to a certain extent in the natural, but you're going to reach a limit where the word says the just shall live by faith. That's not just the word saying you should be living by faith. No, it's actually a prophetic word. The day is coming when you're going to need to live by faith. And like I said this morning, that's not something you get to and say, well, okay, now I suppose I've got to apply faith. No, just as Jesus has been teaching us to build our house on the rock before the flood comes, before the storm, before the wind, before the rain. What's that? Putting that word to action. Put it in action. Because in the action of God's word, we're going to see the supernatural. You can only go so far in the natural, but then you reach that limit. You want the super of God to be carrying you through. But you notice how God expects us to be doing something. There's still a part for you and me to play. When Moses parted the Red Sea, there's no way a man in his own ability can make water go back like that. God said, use your staff. What do you think? He stirs the water with a staff fast enough so eventually the water stays back. No, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing in the natural. But what did God say? Lift up your staff. Now, why did he? God could have just gone. Pfft. The Bible says he parted the, the Red Sea with a blast from his nostrils. That's one huge sneeze, man. And boom, the whole water opens up. Blast of his nostrils. So he could have just done that without Moses. By the time they arrived there, oh, look, there's a big road through the middle of the sea. No, he needed man to believe him. He wants the action because he's placed you in authority. You have been commissioned to carry the authority of Jesus in this earth. So when you put into action the natural movement, you will see the miraculous. And so now they've been walking through the wilderness for 40 years and they've come back and they have this Jordan to cross and God's speaking to Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. Now it's your turn to take these people into that land. Now here's the thing, the giants that they saw when you first went through are still there. God doesn't say, don't worry, I've taken care of the giants for you. How many you know when you got saved, God didn't say, that's it. Now, the de- now you're off territory for the devil. He, he, don't worry, you've given your life to me. Don't worry, the devil never bother you again. No, he said, the enemy's coming. He is coming. So I'm not yet to put fear in your life, but I am giving you a heads up. There is a storm coming. So don't be shocked when it happens. I don't understand why this is happening to me. Are you a believer? Are you standing on the word? 
then something's going to happen where the enemy's going to try and tear that word out of your life. But God gives Joshua an instruction. And he says to him in verse 7, only be strong and very courageous. See, it's through faith and patience you inherit the promise. That patience is the ability to keep applying faith, to continuously apply faith. Patience isn't just putting up with problems. It's not just, doesn't matter what happens, I stay calm. That, that's not what it is. It's not like, like count to 10 type patience. No, this is when the, what doesn't matter what happens. When you're celebrating and worshiping God in a meeting like this, God supplies your every need. Yes, hallelujah. God's healed your every disease. Praise God. God has delivered you. Amen. And then get a letter from the doctor and burst into tears. See, what happened? That was where Peter saw Jesus walking on the water. He says, if it's you, tell me, come. And Jesus says, come. And he steps out and he's walking on water. But then what happened? The waves and the wind, that distracted him. And next moment, he begins to sink. And so when Jesus gets a hold of him, he says, look on me. And he gets him up. He says to him, oh, you of little faith. And we can think that means his faith was too weak to hold him. No, that little is duration. It's a, it's a, it's a Greek word for time. Oh, you are short burst of faith. And like I said this morning, sometimes we see people and say, I wish I had faith like that person. You do. Everyone, let me tell you this now. Right now, everyone in this room has received exactly the same faith. Why? Faith comes by? How many of you heard what I've said in the last 10 or 20 minutes? You, how many of you heard it? Let me see. Those that haven't heard, just... You all heard it. All right. Now imagine I had huge sprinklers here and I turned it on. How many of us would get wet? Water makes wet. Every one of us here would be wet. Isn't that right? It's not like if, we, if the whole room had sprays pouring out one chair, the person stayed dry. No, we all got wet because it was pouring out. So the same way, this word is going to every single person. Every person has exactly the same faith. You are walking out here tonight with the same faith that Alan Bagg has. The same faith. Every single person. You name whoever you want. If they've heard the word, you've got the same faith. Well, then how come I don't see the result? He said, through faith and patience. Imitate those who through faith and patience. Patience. I got the faith, but I'm going to keep going. Keep going. And no matter what happens, when the problems hit, stay consistent. You get the letter, praise God. You keep rejoicing. And for those that may have missed the second service, the Holy Spirit prompted me with something. I'm going to say it here again because he's reminded me. Is Sometimes someone will say, yeah, but that's easier to say. That's easy to say. You know, that's the point. It is easy to say. It's easier said than done. You're correct. So if it's easier said than done, then said it. <laughs> just said. <laughs> Don't worry about the done. Just said. Say. Say. It is easy to say, you're right, then say it. You don't have to worry. You see, the problem is we're still relying on our feelings. 
I've got to feel healed. I've got to feel, what does faith feel like? How, how do you know you have faith? There it goes. Now I know. Ha, at last I've got faith. How, what's that feel like? It's, it, you see, we're still relying on the natural. It's when, when, when the bills are paid off and, and the doctor said, no, we can't find anything more in your body. And then we, ah, hallelujah. No, you have to, in the moment of pain, in the moment of stress, in the moment of pressure, in the moment of trouble, that's when you lift your hands and no matter what you see, you still say what the Word says. That's that patience. That's that endurance. And even if you've been knocked out, beaten up, carpet pulled out from underneath you, lying on the floor, bashed and broken and busted, and you lift up that, praise Jesus. <laughs> praise Jesus. I'll use the last breath in my lung. <gasps> praise Jesus. Be strong, courageous. Those giants have probably multiplied. They're probably more than they were 40 years ago. But I'm with you. You do what I've commanded Moses. Don't turn from it to the right or the left and observe to do it that you may prosper wherever you go. Prosper wherever you go. Verse 8. This book of the law, the word of God, shall not depart from your mouth. It's easy to say. Say it. Meditate in it every Sunday. Oh, Sunday and home cell. Every Sunday and Wednesday. No? Every day? Oh, and night. This is like all the time. In other words, the Word of God is your go-to every single moment. No matter what you're going through, you're communicating with God, you're listening for God's Word, you're listening for His instruction. Even though I may know in the natural what to do, I'm still going to say, Father, I'm trusting You because I don't know what's coming. Because I have seen, no matter how good your plans are, how many of you made the right decision, you knew it, you, 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 you conferred with all the right experts, and you got the best decision, you did your due diligence, and it still blew up. See, that's the thing. Natural decisions can give you temporary relief, but can be blown out the water so quickly. We have to trust God for His Word on every issue. Because when I'm trusting the Word, even if something blows up, you soar above it. He protects you. He keeps you. No matter what you're going through, He will make sure you succeed. Look at this. Meditate in a day and night. Observe to do. Put action to it. Put action to it. And what will happen? You will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. How many want to prosper in everything you do? You want good success. Amen. See, here's the thing. How often have I heard somebody say, I don't know what to do. 
It's like we're waiting for God. We, we, we on pause until God speaks. You know something that I've noticed from the word of God? You look at all these great men of God that have great, amazing miracles. Do you think Moses woke up one morning and said, you know what, I've been out on this back part of the desert for too long now. I think I want to meet a burning bush today. Father, please show me a burning bush. Then I will know it's you. And he went out and brachis, there it was. Is that what happened? He was just minding his own business. Just going on, just minding his own business. But you see, God hadn't forgotten him. God hasn't missed him. God doesn't, he doesn't wonder where is Moses now. Moses is stuck out on the back end of the desert, run away from his calling, run away. He's got so insecure, he can hardly speak anymore. And, he, and, he's, and he's struggling and doesn't know what to do. But then God gets a hold of him. He knows exactly where you are. He knows how to find you. And one morning Moses got up just thinking it's just another day in the desert. And next moment he sees there's a bush burning, but it's not being consumed. What is this thing? And he steps up and God calls him and sends him on his greatest mission. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David didn't practice how to defeat Goliath. He wasn't every time he hit the bear saying, you know, one day I'm going to take down a giant. Here's a lion. I may as well practice on him. I'm going to take down a giant. No, he was killing lions and bears for fun. He had no problem. Something tried to steal his sheep. Take out that lion. Take out that bear. Just a young shepherd boy. And then one day, his father says, your brothers are down there at the battlefield, take them lunch. And he goes down with his lunch and he arrives on the battlefield and there's this giant screaming the odds. But he notices all his brothers and all the men, even Saul himself, the general, are shivering and shaking and hiding. And what's his response? How can this be? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? What does he mean? This man has no covenant. And Yah find covenant people squirming in front of someone who doesn't have a covenant. Where is the God of Israel? Now, what gives this young man so much boldness? How does he, how do you respond like that? What, what does the man get that takes him out? He, he's not doing this. Not one more day. Not one more day. He's coming down today. Where are you coming from? They even try to talk him out. And go, go back to your sheep, you, you little boy of insolence. Never try and talk someone out of their faith. If somebody has such boldness to believe God, don't let my religion get in the way. Oh, I don't think you should be doing that. That's not how we do it. Yeah, he has the armor. You use what we've tried for years. This is how we do it in this church. He has the armor. Put on the, I, when I fight giants, this is what I use. You fight giants? When last did you fight a giant? 
Oh, but when we do fight, this is what I wear. And he tries, he puts it on, he goes, it doesn't work for me. How are you going to take the giant out? I got a sling. Really? Where do you think you're coming from? You're going to go take down a giant with a sling. Yes. See, faith doesn't make sense. Oh, it's easy to read it now and go, hallelujah. Why? Because you know he already kills the giant. <laughs> so go, David, go, David. No, no, they're looking from this side. Some young whippersnapper gets up. I believe God. <laughs> Just, I, I know you knew. No, but is he a God of miracles? Well, I'm trusting him. I believe that this is a God who said that with man it's impossible, but not with God. For with God, how many? How many? All doesn't have brackets behind it. All things are possible. Now religion will try and talk you out of that. Now be realistic. Miracles are not realistic. David didn't look at what he can do. He knew his God. I said he knew his God. God has delivered me. Every time a lion came, every time a bear came, God delivered me. And this giant is no different. And when he approached that giant, the giant screamed back at him, you coming to me with sticks and stones? You think I'm a dog? He says, I'm not coming to you with natural. I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. I know my God and I know what He is capable of. And I know my limitation has reached an end. But I know if I run headlong at you, I can sprint at you with a sling and a stone. But with the Word of God, I go into action and I do the natural and the supernatural takes over. And that giant came down that day because there was a man that was prepared to run knowing he's walking on a covenant that God had given him. God has given you that same covenant. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. The same God that spoke to Moses, the same God that spoke to Joshua is exactly the same God that has spoken to you. Are you ready? See, Jesus was out one day in Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And there he entered a certain village and there met him 10 men who were lepers, and they stood afar off. That was the custom. If you had leprosy, you were not allowed to be in common public. And they had to walk down the road shouting, unclean, 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 so that if you heard that coming, you could go to the other side of the road and avoid contact with that person. 
So they were obeying the custom. And so from a distance, verse 13, they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And so when Jesus saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priests. Um, Jesus? Uh, we got leprosy. Yeah. Go show yourself to the priest. Now, if you don't understand Jewish custom, that doesn't make sense. But if you know what the custom was, is that somebody could get leprosy, then the priest would be the one that determined you had leprosy. And if someone was diagnosed with that leprosy, they were given a certain coat that they had to wear that would identify them. And then they were banished from society. Now, it did happen that sometimes people got healed, that now the leprosy was gone. Then what you had to do is go back to the priest that called you a leper and go and show them. And the, the, there was the, the, there's instructions in the word that the priest would look for these scabs and look for that. And then they give you a certain time period. And then there was a sacrifice that you made. And then he would once again declare that person clean. And then they would be allowed back into society. So in other words, you didn't go to the priest unless... You are healed. You wouldn't go with leprosy and say, check me today. You weren't even allowed back in the temple. You had to make sure you checked yourself. I think I'm clean. Then you go. So what's Jesus saying? He didn't say, be healed. He said, go show yourself to the priest. You see, healed men. Go show themselves to the priest. What's Jesus saying? I see you healed. That's what they heard. And so what happened? They went. Verse 15, as they walking. Remember, they got leprosy. Go show yourself. So what do they do? They're heading now for the temple. And so when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself. Verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed. Returned and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at the feet of Jesus, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? Where are the other Nine. Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith made you whole. The others were healed. See, leprosy steals from the person. Leprosy causes limbs to fall off, noses to fall off, ears gone. Flesh rots away and disappears. So they were healed. The leprosy was gone. But this one came back. Came back to give God glory. And he said on that action, 
you were going to the priest and then you saw the glory has healed you and you went to the one who's the source of glory. I'm not just in a religious action, I'm going to the person and in bringing glory to the person in worshiping the person Jesus says you get your ears back you get your nose back you get your fingers back you get you get you get everything back you are made whole how many of us came in here and maybe you didn't have leprosy but you know in different areas it could just as well be you were busted broken disgusted life was a mess maybe your marriage was about to fall apart maybe you were stuck in alcoholism maybe it was a drug addiction maybe it was financial stress something the whole life was messed up and broken but you know you had an encounter with God someone pointed you to the priest someone pointed you to Jesus and you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you were healed you were delivered you were set free you were given a new lease on life your marriage was put together your finances were delivered you felt you saw you experienced God's healing but now do you go back are you coming back? Are you going back into the house of God? See, we come here not for religious activity. We don't come here just to try and get from God. We don't come here only so far as I need to learn something more. But now I've learned everything. No, I keep coming back because I want to be at the feet of the one who healed me. I want to be at the feet of the one that called me clean. I want to be at the feet of the one that delivered me. And in worshiping Him, I am made whole. Have you ready to be made whole? Family, never lose sight of the one who saved you. Never lose sight of the one who delivered you. How many people have been healed, have been delivered, have been set free? And you wonder where they are today. No, you're always going to find me at the feet of Jesus. You're going to always find me worshiping him. Because it's at his feet that you made whole. The miraculous life is experienced in His presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let the enemy steal that from you. Stay in the Word every day. Stay in His presence every day. Don't let it become a religious activity. Every morning, going to that throne. Spend time with Him. You made whole. And then you love what He loves. For this purpose, the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. See, now I go out into the world with a different perspective. I'm not going out to try and get anymore. I'm going out freely received to freely give. I'm looking for the next leper. I'm looking for the next broken. I'm looking for the hurting and the struggling. Let me introduce you to the one who made me whole. I'm leading people to Jesus. I want them to experience freedom. I'm not trying to convert people. I'm not trying to get them to come to my church. Because when you've met the master and you've experienced his healing, you want to run to his feet. 
And you want to be where he is. And you want to be with what he loves. And he loves his church. He is building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's his heartbeat. And if that's his heartbeat and his church is getting together on a Sunday, that's where I'm going to be. Not out there doing religious stuff. I'm going to be in the presence of God where there's power. Because that's where I'm made whole. See, even doctors can administer drugs that will heal you. But they can't make you whole. He does. There's only one that can make you whole. The Lord Jesus Christ. The one with the anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many are ready to be made whole? Well, stand your feet and let's give our Jesus praise and glory tonight. Come on, let's worship Him. Just praise Him, bless Him, glorify Him. Just magnify Him. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God.